everybody, this is James, Marco, Nabil, and Mikey. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 157. Today we're going to go over our topic of the week, which, um, truthfully, I don't know if we actually entitled that now that I think about it, but I will let you guys know what that is in momentarily, but it's where we're making <laughs> recommendations for some scary movies or movies that scared us as kids, something like that. And then into our main review of the new video game based film, Gran Turismo. So without further ado, let's get into our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. So our topic here of the week is something that we talked about last week where we are introducing films that either scared us as kids and they don't necessarily have to be horror films as we are about to find out here. Um, I top I, I titled the topic of the week movies that scared us when we were kids. That is such a long uh, mouthful of titles, so I I don't really know what we really want to talk about it, but that that is the gist of it basically. And the first person here that we have, as as if you heard, heard the last episode, actually was Nabil. So the film Nabil recommended for all of us to watch in the last two weeks was a 1997 film Starship Troopers. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for. But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? It's war! We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. We are going in with first wave. You smash the entire area, you kill anything that has more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. Sitting at a 71% of Rotten Tomatoes, the IMDb description is humans in a fascist, militaristic, future wage war with giant alien bugs. Directed by Paul Verhoeven, who also was famous for directing 1987's Robocop, 2000's Hollow Man, and 1990's Total Recall. This is read, written by Edward Newmere, who also wrote Robocop in 1987 and Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid in 2004, based on the book by Robert A. Heinlein. So this was released on November 7th, 1997, with a budget of about $100 to $110 million, making only $121 million and considered a box office failure. This movie stars Casper Van Dien as Johnny Rico, Dina Meyer as Dizzy Flores, Denise Ridgers as Carmen Ibanez, Jake Busey as Ace Levi, Neil Patrick Harris as Carl Jenkins, Clancy Browns as Sergeant Zim, Seth Gilliam as Sugar Watkins, Patrick Muldoon as Xander Barkalow, and Michael Ironside as Gene Razik. So we're not going to ask you yet, Nabil, because we're going to ask you plenty here in a moment. So I want to ask Mikey and Marco and myself, uh, starting with Marco, what was your experience with Starship Troopers? Did you watch this as a kid? Did you see in theaters? I don't know. What'd you do? Yeah, I actually did see this in theaters. I was actually really excited for this movie to come out. And I actually enjoyed it back then. 
Nice, 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 nice. What about you, you, Mikey, as a kid? I know you've seen it more recently, obviously, but... Well, I mean, this movie came out when I was 15, so I was never really a kid, I guess. <laughs> when, oh, Jesus. When this movie well, was, well, Marco was 26 when it came out. So, yeah, so, yeah no, I, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Uh, as a kid, I don't think I watched it until I was probably 18 to 20, somewhere in that range. So I kind of fell off my radar for a little while, but I have yeah. seen it a million times. So A same. million? You've seen a million, the, huh? Yes. Actually, a million times. A yes. million. Yes. So when you're at like eight hundred thousand three hundred thirty-three times, you were like, mm, "Come more, be nice." Well, yeah, I, exactly. I got the counter right here. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, "I'm going <laughs> for it." That might be a Guinness World Record, Mike. You may want to contact them about that. <laughs> I will. I definitely will. Um, I saw this movie. I think we rented it as a kid, but then I don't think I was able to watch it. Or maybe like my parents did the thing where they covered my eyes a lot of times because it was a little more violent with the, or maybe it's just those. Maybe it's just the shower scene. They come at you pretty hard with that one, right? The shower scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, it's, it's a Paul Verhoeven uh, fucking staple of just showing gratuitous nudity. So I mean, totally, I, it's actually like less nudity than most of his films. So it's yeah, actually pretty cheap actually. Um, he actually filmed that scene in the nude. <laughs> that's not. That's not a lie. I'm pretty, sure, on a dare. I'm pretty sure I saw Marco in the corner, so that's why. <laughs> I was like, is Marco washing up too? <laughs> it's just randomly. I want to have kids as well one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. For the most part, like I, I obviously didn't get that this was like a lot of uh like a lot of huge satire, you know. I didn't understand that as a kid. I was um how old was I when this came out? Uh eight eight years old, probably when this came out. Oh wait, no, this came out right around my birthday, probably nine. Yeah. So mm. there's no fucking way. And I, uh, as a kid, I remember liking like the action and stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. And I, and can I? I'll be a little weird here. I've always kind of liked Casper Van Dien. I don't know. He has the look of somebody that could have been probably like a bigger star, a big big star. Yeah, but uh, it's just his poor acting. I think just probably lowered it down for him. And his, uh, <laughs> it, it also is like he's, he looks like he's older. He should not be in high school. Does. Uh, yeah. Everybody in this movie looks like they're thirty. Mike, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Because they were, they were, they were all yeah, twenty nine, thirties. And then being half Filipino, it does kind of offend me. That when I read that, uh, I believe Johnny Rico is supposed to be a Filipino man in the books. So in the books, yeah, they changed it. I was like, oh, I made him no. all South American though, oh, right? For the most part, yeah. Denise Richards is definitely South American. Yeah, yeah. Can't you see it? Yeah, I see it. He's like, I think that goes a lot with the social commentary it was trying to make. Cause I, yeah. I, I used to talk about this with my brother. I was just like, dude, do you think that's supposed to be commentary that they're, they live in Argentina, but they're super white? Well, the whole thing I think with that is, well, not trying to get off topic, but like, I think it's so far in the future, supposedly, that it like, it doesn't matter where you live anymore, really, because it's yeah. like a united world, right? So it's like, don't matter. Democracy is dead. So I got it. We got to ask Nabil, you made, you made this choice. You made this choice. You made this choice <laughs> for all of us. So why did this movie scare you as a kid? Like I, and then we're, we're going to jump back to us afterwards and tell you if we agree or not and, and give you a, a ranking here. So, well, this, this is one of the earlier films I saw as a kid in the theaters. I hadn't seen too many in the theaters at this point. I was, I mean, 97, I, think, right? I was yeah. 10 when I saw this. I thought, I remember seeing this kind of in the, December at some point, and um, it, I'd seen some violent films. So it was fine, you know. I've seen Terminator and RoboCop and things like that. 
but on TV, not in the theaters. So I think this is the first rated R film I saw in the theaters. And we went in. My dad thought it would be fine. We were watching me and my brother. We were about an hour in, and then they land on that asteroid or that planet or whatever it is, and they start shooting up those bugs and the bugs attack back and people are getting gutted and it's like quiet. There's no music and it's just screams and gore. And we freaked out. <laughs> we like literally, I remember audibly <laughs> screaming in the theater and getting into tears. Because Wait, you're just, older than me. You were 10 when you watched this. Yeah. I was about 10 That's when I saw this. Said, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking that through my head now. Like, yeah, you were scared of this at 10. Yes. I thought you for some reason I was like, yeah, if you're six, I guess. But okay. <laughs> okay. I mean Satan Prime Ryan came out like five months later. You that must have blown you might you might have been on suicide. I, didn't watch see it in one, theaters. I, I don't think I was a Satan Prime Ryan until like in the two thousands or something. Oh, okay. But um yeah, so uh, you know, it was just one of, I think it was one of the first R rated films I saw in the theater. Yeah. And I'd never really seen that much gore because a lot of the stuff that I did see was on TV that was like Rated R like gory. the TNT versions of shit, I'm assuming, right? Right, exactly. So sense. seeing it like that and just the brutality, we 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 got so scared, my brother and I, that we we were my dad just took us out the theater. Like we didn't make it past the first hour of that film once that scene came and left. And it was traumatizing. And I think as I was thinking about it, I think it kind of puts me back into the mindset of why I don't like gory films. Because even now I get a bit squeamish on some of this. And I think this is the first time that I that I can recall seeing just an unedited gory film and that's kind of carried on towards anything else i watch i'm just not a big fan of gore and this kind of added to that have you have you seen it since then i've seen it a few times yeah i mean okay. even i just rewatched it a couple of days ago you know for in, well, before watching this I mean, yeah and and things. i still felt this i was like jesus hella brutal like i i winced at some scenes i just like it's just a lot still for me to go through it even with the you know the the bugs with the graphics that they are, the the effects of the gore of the people being cut in half or being stabbed or whatever, it was still pretty well done for, for you know, that still holds up. And it's, I think that that's still yeah. pretty you know, intense to watch even at, at yeah. this age. So, And I mean, some of the CG is a bit dated on it, but it's actually, right. for the me CG personally, part, at least, yeah. I, thought it, I thought the movie holds up with the effects that it uses. Yes, a bit. It's nothing agreed. spectacular, I would say, but... Um, for a movie that's what uh 20 25 years old yeah 26 they used a lot of practical effects which helped like models mm -hmm. and they built giant puppets of the spiders which helped yeah the arachnids or whatever what are they called <clears throat> arachnids yeah i think that's yeah. what they're called Arachnid? yeah. <laughs> the bugs yeah mike you I fell mean, asleep sorry yeah, he's, so he's, he's like, like <laughs> he's like tell me when we start <clears throat> doing grand turismo where's um, the scary stuff <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing though that Bill is like a lot of that gore stuff it's like really overdone because it's 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 made to be overdone. So. Well, I remember, you know, watching uh, the unedited version of RoboCop a few years later as well and not realizing that what I'd seen on TV versus what the actual film was like was, was way gorier, like way more different. Yeah, I was like, you watch the uh, director's cut of that one too. Mm -hmm. Like, more. I never realized that uh, you know Paul Verhoeven's films were very. I know that there was you know, obviously the sexualization of it. It's all comment, color, colorful commentary, but yeah. like the gore was always intense too. If you actually watch it, watch so the versions 11. that are. Yeah, like it's just so. It's just intense. And as a kid watching that for the first time and not realizing that films can get more violent than like a creepy music in the background where somebody's with a knife about to stab you like Jason or something like that. Like that's just that those are two different kinds of films. So 
All right. Uh, time to time to. Uh, sorry, you're gonna want to mute yourself. Uh, let's start it with you, Mikey. Let's start it like this. Did this movie ever scare you? Like, it, I mean, you've heard you've heard uh, the testimony from Mister Lothay. Did it scare you as a? Well, I mean, you were a kid. You were probably you were probably in fucking high school from the sound of it. So I mean, I don't I don't know actually. <laughs> this doesn't sound like this would have been something scared to you. And I'm I'm pretty sure it's not scared to you today, right? Like this should not be giving you flashbacks like you're in Nam or something, right? <laughs> no, nothing like that. It was, it was never scary to me. Uh, like I said, I saw it when I was a little older. Anyways, I was almost out of high school when I saw this, so for the first time, uh, so I was never really as scared of it at all. Uh, and it's this is a movie that I like pop on like just in the background, like while I'm doing something else, and like just look over and see body parts flying. It's it's kind of oh, fun. It's so scene, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's like yeah. Okay. Wait, shower scene. I mean, it makes sense. It makes. I mean, I wouldn't. Just thinking about it, yeah, that makes sense. But I, I mean, not to shit on you too much, but like, I see where you're coming from. Like, if, especially if this was your first experience, like the first time you see a radar film, I'm, I'm assuming that's rough on somebody. I don't really know. The first movie I ever saw was Radar Two, like ever. So like, I, I, I started uh, at a high peak. So I was like, this is how <laughs> shit is for the rest of your life. I saw fucking Tombstone. Yeah, so. same. So, you know, and I saw that when I was like five. So that's why I was like, what? That's crazy. Uh, Marco, what about you? So you were also like in your mid 20s when this came out. So was this something that scared you or was this more like you thought like I could see myself as hanging out with Casper Van Dien hitting the waves and shit? I fell for the propaganda, of course. Uh, No, I was not scared. I I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, let me (laughs) let me join a fascist military and and dehumanize aliens uh i hey, i boys, thought guys. yeah i thought the the movie was violent that's pretty much it i was just shocked at like how much violence it showed because i think at the time it had been probably one of the most violent movies i'd seen i was just like oh dang they're actually like showing limbs flying and everything yeah but i guess i but always it, remember the guy's head getting sucked out like that was a like uh, yeah. gross scene yeah. to me. I was like, Ew, that's nasty. Truthfully, the the brain bug at the end was really just the only like creepy part because it just looked creepy with all those eyes around it and stuff. I was like, damn, that's kind of that's that's creepy, dude. Looked like a larva. But I've yeah. I've had like such a high appreciation for this movie for it being ahead of its time and for like the message it portrays. And I, and I think like I don't know. It's 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 just one of those movies that yeah, it's fallen into cult classics. But I I never. <laughs> I never once thought that it's one of those like sca- like quote unquote scary cult classics yeah. like the yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. It's it's just one of those kind of like d- deeper than the surface level sci fi movies that like Mike you said you could pop on in the background or you can sit down and like really dissect it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> dissect it and really take in like the social commentary it's trying to portray. But yeah. But I can, from the Bill standpoint, like not to sh- shit on him the whole freaking segment, but I, if it explains, you know, why it was scary to him because he had never been exposed to stuff like some of us were, like kind of like similar to James, like you said you saw Tombstone as a kid. Yeah. I saw RoboCop when I was like five or six years old, man. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, it's, yeah it's seen I can some shit. See that I mean, I, I mean, like for first movie I saw, a guy's getting his leg cut off, you know, because he got shot, and they're like, we got to cut mm-hmm. the leg, and I was like, oh my god, is every movie like this? <laughs> oh, and I mean, truly, that started my love for film, truthfully, so stuff like that. So I agree with you. Like it's it. I, I always, I also always saw this movie. This this came out the same year that all the special edition Star Wars films came out. So I started really getting into sci fi in ninety seven. 
So I think I also always viewed Starship Troopers as like a just a cool film, like like lots of action. It's like it was like an adult like Star Wars to me, you know, at the time because you know I didn't know any better. But it's um I was never like scared of it, so it wasn't one of those like you said one of those films where I was like, oh no, the bugs are gonna get me. I was. I mean, like, it's like the shock factor, though, as if you're a kid, though, right? I mean, it's like you see, you literally see like body parts flying off people. I mean, people. I, mean, chomping I was a them. year younger than the bill, and it didn't affect me. So, I don't know. The, well, the how it could. I, mean, I just wanted to hang out with Johnny Rico, Mikey. I don't know, bro. Fuck, I don't know. He was good looking, then he was in Sleepy Hollow, and I was like, God, he's Johnny Rico. So, I'm mean, fuck. I don't know, man. Like less than a yeah, year I later, thought, I was yeah, like, is that Johnny Rico. <laughs> I've always been opposed to hyperviolent films, though, and then, like I said, I, this kind of stemmed that for me because the films that I did get to see that were violent were always like cleaned up, so it was never too intense for me on television. Yeah, but seeing it for the first time in theaters and just you know carrying that on now, I'm I've never really been a fan of like overly hyperviolent films, even if there's a meaning behind it. Like I get the context, even in this film. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I enjoy, you know, experiencing it and sitting down. It, it still makes me uncomfortable. It is crazy to me. I, I I just don't I don't feel like this is super hyperviolent compared to like so many other things, I guess. Um but for me that's when we get into like the saw shit. Like we did a spiral review and I remember it was just like oh that yeah. was pretty fucking intense, man. You know, like like to the point of like unnecessary, just like you said in the build. Like there's a point to it, but it's almost like eh, I mean, you can tell I think, that. Yeah, shit, you know? I think that's kind of the point of the movie. It's just, it's supposed to. The whole movie is like a like a propaganda piece that's supposed to desensitize you to like the violence and gore, so you can be like, it's just a bug type of thing, or just right. an arachnid type of yeah. thing. So it's supposed to bring in that shock fa- factor that Nabil feels, and then by the end of it, it's like us. We're like, oh, okay, he's just killing another one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fuck those bucks. Okay. Um, so guys, <laughs> what are we giving Nabil here? We're rating his pick. This is how we're doing it, because we're just getting real fucking mean right now. So no, <laughs> on a scale not reading the movie. You're not reading the movie. You're not reading the movie at all. On a scale of one through five, five being five is like you're siding with young ten year old Nabil, like, hey, I agree. Like, hey, bro, that shit was scary. And then one being, hey. <laughs> Man up. I know. I said it. Probably get canceled for it, but whatever. Nibble's wearing a pink shirt today. I mean, it's appropriate. So, uh, what do you guys give? I guess I called it the scary kid level bullshit rating for Nibble's <laughs> of Starship Troopers from 1997. I'll start with you, Marco. What? Hmm. <laughs> Pass, come back this to me. Later. Like bullshit. Yeah, pass, come back to me. I, I give this one. You can't do half. You got to do full numbers, right? You can do halves. You can do halves. I, I want one, one point five, man. Okay. Just, I, I can, I can see again the the arachnid and insect factor of it. I mean, some people don't like spiders. I, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. So one point five. Okay. What do you want about Mikey? I'm gonna go with three, uh, only because I know what my film is gonna be, and so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to prepare myself for the low ratings. <laughs> so I'm gonna give them a nice one, to hopefully get re- something in return later on. <laughs> Jesus, okay, we got a little favoritism here. Not really how the game goes, but that's fine. Uh, oh me, I give it one. So no, this is not scary at all. So thank you though for your pick, Nabil. We really appreciate it. I'd like to see you guys have some 10-year-olds watch this film in front of you and tell me if you feel the same. 
with how desensitized kids are nowadays, I think they might agree with us. Uh, I guarantee my brother's kids would flip out on this movie. They, I mean, they don't watch. They don't. I mean, they haven't watched anything other than a Disney film before. So well, once again, if it's like that, then yeah, that makes sense. If they've only been watching Disney Plus their whole life, so yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think after a hard, serious conversation with Zan, he could probably handle this movie. Yeah, I think my uh, niece and nephew could probably watch this. All right, so uh, Marco, you are up next for our longly titled topic of the week here. What is your pick for us to watch? And we will review in two weeks time. My pick for a movie that scared me when I was a kid is creep show two. All right. We will watch creep show two. Thank you guys. Um, like he's like, we're just trying to make this a lot more fun. That's why we're being a little more loosey goosey with it. So we are going to move on now to our main review of grand Turismo. Listen, son, you think you're gonna play a stupid video game about cars and you're gonna become a race car driver? All I ever wanted to do is be a racer. I'm doing it. The ten of you are the best Gran Turismo players in the world. Now is your chance to race real cars. This is insane. It's not gonna work. The guys who race are elite athletes. Your kids are scrawny little gamer kids. That's where you come in. Hmm. You think you can do the impossible. I'm here to prove that you can't. You get tired, you get sloppy, you get sloppy, you get hurt, and you lose races! <laughs> you puked on my lawn. I know what I'm doing. I'm not afraid. I've raced this track a thousand times in the game. Let me drive it my way. That was actually pretty great. We have a newcomer this year. His presence is shaking the foundation of the sport. This is the major leagues. The other drivers, your pit crew, are going to hate you. Much easier with a joystick, isn't it? <laughs> I can't see anything. So Gran Turismo is sitting at 60% on Rotten Tomatoes based on the unbelievable, inspiring, true story of a team of underdogs. A struggling working class gamer a failed former race driver and an idolistic motorsport executive who risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Bob sledding. No, I'm just kidding. This is directed by Neil Bloomkamp, who has directed a few films. Uh, I mean, I, most notably uh, district nine released in 2009 Elysium in 2013 and Chappie in 2015 written by Jason Hall, who writ par- uh, wrote paranoia in 2013 American sniper in 2014. And thank you for your service in 2017. As well as Zach Balin, who most recently recently wrote King Richard in 2021 and Creed 3 this year. This was released. This was actually released earlier, by the way. Like it's had some advanced screening, but its main release was August 25th, 2023 in theaters. And this stars a bunch of names that I would have normally given the bill to say because these are a little bit. They got a lot of syllables to them. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So here we go. We have. Archie Mattaquay, who plays Jan Martinborough. David Harbour plays Jack Salter. Orlando Bloom is Danny Moore. Darren Barnett is Maddie Davis. Jimon Honsu is Steve Martinborough. Joseph Stradosky is Nicholas Kappa. And Maeve Cordier Lilly is Audrey. So I got to ask you guys, you can just speak up. Do you guys have any experience with the video game franchise Gran Turismo? I do. I, I used to play uh, Gran Turismo Aspect. Uh, 
back three? on PlayStation Two days all the time. Yeah, three. That was, that was very, like I think that was one of the most popular game. ones too. So yeah, I thought that was one of those. I haven't. I didn't play the most recent one that came out. I think was it a couple years ago, last year. Seven. Um, seven. I yeah, I think it was seven. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I do. It, it is a. It is not like any other racing game. It is very realistic, and it's it is very. Um, well, what's the word I want to say? It it can't. It's not forgiving. <laughs> so if you're not if you're not trying to play the right way, you will um, you will suffer throughout the game. That's because it's not a game. It's a simulator. That's right. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say it as they said it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I, I used to play it a long time ago, but I never really you know played the, the more recent ones. I, I nothing wrong with them. It's just now I, I have so many options. It's just so much easier to play something that's a little more engaging for me. Yeah, so I just stopped playing them for some reason. Hey, I'll be that. honest. Yeah, I, I I played them also on PS2. I sucked at it. That's why I stopped playing. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is not for me. This is not for me. Yeah, but overall, no. the, the games look great, though. Or excuse yeah. me, simulators. Yeah, they've always looked really good. And um, I never played the first two. I started in PS2 one, Bill. Same thing with you. Like three. I was actually. Fairly okay at them. No, I wouldn't say yeah. great, but I played three and I played a ton of four. So four had like a lot of like promotional cars. I remember, including a special Nike car. So I remember I thought that was so oh. cool when I was in high school. Branding. So yeah, yeah, so I I played the shit out of four. But yeah, then the other ones I I didn't play the PS3 ones really. Um, the PS4, PS5 one, I played a little bit of the newest one, but it wasn't. Uh, I'm not really into simulator. Uh, driving ones, I, I know it's better if you have like the real setup for it too with the steering wheel. You know that adds to it, and I know you can do VR and shit. But uh, I'm yeah, more... that's been part of the reason. Yeah, I think too. Like I kind of didn't connect with the newer ones because you really want like the full rig and yeah. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm, I've I've gone to on too many rabbit holes that never pay off. I'm like I'm, just, I'm not getting into this bullshit. And I'm like nope. I'm okay. So. Let me spend five hundred dollars for a controller that I'm going to yeah. use. Like, and I'm not, I, I, as you guys know, I'm the kind of guy that would probably fucking somehow convince myself that I do need it, and then I'd play it like twice. I'm like, God damn it, I gotta get rid of this. Right now. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And then he's got the driving shoes too and the gloves. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I like. Why I, really, you have I, I am a fan of racing games, though. I've always liked. Um, yeah. Back in the day, um, uh, Forza is really good. I like the new newer Forzas are great. It's more of an arcade racer, though. The Horizon, yeah. You can definitely jump yeah. into it a lot easier. Like, yeah, Forza Horizon. The normal Forza line is more in line with Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Project Gotham thing. back in the day was cool. Project too. Gotham was fantastic, by the way. So that was the shit. And then, you know, they just disappeared. So, <laughs> so I want to ask you guys, we're just trying to keep this down to the two sentences or less. Gran Turismo, what did you think of the film? Like, did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it your jam? Was it not your jam? Hey, Bill, start us off, man. Yeah, it was fun, and it had enough racing elements to it. Cool. Mikey? Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer for this one. I haven't been watching trailers, but I did see the one for this one here, and I uh, didn't expect very much going into it, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. thought the storyline was a little bit better than I expected. This racing was still pretty cool to watch. And uh, yeah, overall, pretty good. That was like three sentences. Fine, though. Uh, Marco, what about you? It is surprisingly good and beats expectations, and I think it is definitely rewatchable. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I liked it. This is one of the more unexpected films of the year. I, as you guys probably know, I, I I really wasn't looking forward to this originally, and then 
Yeah, it's fun. It gives it, it gives enough video game aspects to it that it was um and a good enough plot that I thought it was great. Truthfully, so. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the trailer. The doesn't sell it. Yeah, the trailers. Trailers really. I mean, we'll get it in. Like it's you know, there's 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 some things that are, you know, not the greatest of the film. There there are things that are quite fun. Um. Let's start with you then, Marco. With it, what about what did you think about the plot overall? Did you did you like how they had it? Um, how they integrated Gran Turismo into a movie, like with well, actually, truthfully, putting the video game in the film as a competition yeah, and telling I, the story. I I, th- I think it helped a lot. I think it it, it brought you more into the movie because it made you feel like you were both you know in the game and also witnessing this story unravel. I th- yeah, was it you know half product placement and the other half for story building, of course, but it also makes you connect with the main character and it makes you kind of understand where Jan is coming from. And it, it literally places you like from his point of view in the video game and in the race car. And I I think because they did that and because they included the video game aspect, it, it makes it that much more enjoyable. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean the plot. It's obviously based on a true story. They they make sure you know that, and it's it's an interesting <laughs> premise in general. Like, I think it's fine. I do like the aspects of how like it could have. I think this is like the best possible way this could have been put together because like watching, integrating this competition with real life and putting it on the screen and with with the racing, it could have just been a really ham up on the story aspect and put aside the actual racing or really made it more video game-esque like you know with the weird shots of the and they didn't do a lot of that like it's they they focused on when they were racing it was the actual like you were an actual race like in some of those other f1 style uh, supercar racing and the yeah. story w- had enough heart that i for the most part was interested in seeing you know the growth of the characters under and it kept me engaged uh, throughout the end yeah do, do you do you, so you don't think that they could have just done something like a like a rush film or something like that or driven where it's just like focus on a guy and he's just trying to race and it's just called Gran right. Turismo? Yeah, I, I I think that that's what I was expecting it to be. It's one like fun for the racing aspect, but then it's like, well, I don't, I couldn't tell you what the plot of Dri- Driven was with uh, was Sylvester Stallone. Like I don't really remember much of it except for that he was in it. It's an <laughs> and, old guy coming you know, back trying to go against a young guy, but I, not not big. Right. Role, but See, fine. you know what I'm saying? Like very very thin plot there. But this, I I, I could really I not relate, but I Race feel like I can connect. With I don't it know anymore. what you're talking about, bro. So, I, mean, <laughs> I remember the opening scene was fun. You know, driving through the city. It's sly, bro. Come on, it's sly. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to race. Okay. All right. It's okay. <laughs> I am the law. Oh, wait. Wrong movie. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Mikey, what about you then? Uh, just jumping into the overall racing in the film. I mean, we have kind of something special here. Neil Bloomkamp is just... Um, he's kind of hit or miss. I don't know if he's, if you're what your guys' opinion on Neil Bloomkamp is. Like, a lot of people... You might think... I mean, truthfully, some people only think District 9 is good. Everything else is kind of shit, but... I would highly recommend do not watch his last film before this one. It's fucking terrible. It's a horror film that not a lot of people know even came out. But um, he, de- I, I will say this much: he's got a style to his films. Did you like how this was shot and shown? And I mean, they they do. I, I feel like it's a lot of callbacks to the games with a lot of these helicopter shots, which don't make a lot of sense, but they're in the game, so they're like, "Fuck it, we got to do helicopter shots." So, what did you think overall of the racing aspect of all and how it was shot? Uh, yeah, I mean. 
I, I didn't mind it, uh, but I think if I was a big racing fan, I would have minded it. So because I'm not coming off of that that kind of aspect of things, that uh, racing background or liking to watch racing, uh, I think those people would hate the way it's shot. But for me, coming from like well, just a video game player that, and that kind though? of stuff. Why is that? They don't ever show like long pieces of like driving, right? They only show a cut and then they're like, oh, he's passing somebody or cut. Oh, he's getting passed. It's it's a lot of cut scenes, cut racing. You and want I don't the whole 24 hours of long race. Like he's ever trying to say. <laughs> no, I don't want the whole thing, but I think they could have filmed like a longer stretch of, like, of the I'm race. I'm saying 16 to 17 so hours would have sufficed. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. It's not a big deal. So. Uh, I, I no, see what I mean, you're talking about there. Ram. It's like, no. you know, a little piece of it would have been nice. I got you. So. What's an example of a movie that you think does it well, then, uh, racing-wise? Ford versus Ferrari? It's Ford uh, they Ferrari. They do amazing. Just Whatever. Same difference. <laughs> so, but yeah, that movie had longer scenes where, you know, he's passing multiple people in the same kind of stride, and it shows like a longer piece that's uncut, and I think that kind of shows off the aspect of racing a little bit better. Um, but I didn't mind this one. I just thought it, it would be nice to have like one scene like that where they had like a little longer section of it. Uh, Marco Nobil, do you guys agree with that? Disagree with that? I agree to an extent. I think, you know, where they could have filled that in is in the montage section where he was, you know, trying to get up and get his license. And that probably would have been beneficial to have in there. I feel like I, with the cars that he, I mean, he was driving a GTR, I think the whole, pretty much the whole time. So yeah. with the car that he has, and I, I was telling my wife when we were watching it, like these cars that they're showing on screen are very expensive. So I can't imagine that Sony wanted to spend the money to have all these supercars on screen at all times. That's why some of them even cut to CG when he was doing some of the circuits. So I said, it's because they couldn't really afford to have the shots. And so they kind of <laughs> kept the focus inside with him in the cockpit and then a few talking back and forth. I feel like if they gave it a bit of bigger, a bigger budget, we might have gotten that from this film. But yeah, I, it could have done a little Which bit more. It's probably smarter than they didn't from the, I, the box. I, I disagree to a point. I, I think it, it grounded the film a little bit. Like I've, I've watched parts of like F1 racing, like some seasons, and, and watched part of the Drive to Survive a documentary on yeah. Netflix. And so they do a lot of those aerial shots and it feels more like we're makes us feel more like spectators. And yeah, we get that POV of the driver every now and then, but I feel it, it makes it feel more like we're witnessing like an, an like an actual race to a point. And yeah, I, I do partially agree in Like if they had more money, they probably could have done some more intricate shots. But for for me, it it sold it sold the movie to me. It it was a hybrid of like watching a race and watching a game unfold, and I like that. I I like the fact that they would show like the video game stats like above the cars and show the placing, and the yeah. the merging of both both those worlds, both the real life racing and the video game aspect. It it worked for me, and I thought it was it made it different. You know, made it, it stand out a, a lot of me. sounds and visuals from the games directly as. Uh, so if you're a fan of the games too, you'll notice little little things. So that, that's their nice little callbacks, I think too. So even having um, like the best line, right? Like where it's like, "Hey, follow this line." They even put that in like the real life races. So yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's cool. directly from it. So yeah, let's jump into the cast then. Really. So what did you guys think of um, Archie Maddock as Jan Martinborough? I'll start with you, Bill. He was okay. I didn't hate him. I didn't. I didn't think he was like the best part of this film, 
but um, he, he, he <laughs> oh jeez, okay. James. Um, I think he was fine in the movie. About the story, and Bill, fuck man. <laughs> the story was he did good for the film that we were we were focusing on him and the story throughout. But I don't know, like from I felt a little bit of a connection, but I felt like there could have been more depth of his parents and that struggle, you know, because they were leaning into it a little bit in the beginning. And then we really don't see anybody till the end of the film. And I'm like, I feel like there could have been a bit more uh, back and forth with him, between him and his parents or, or maybe showing that his parents were more involved because he's he's getting into this career now. Um, and then and this, I know we're going to talk about another topic, a part of it. They kind of shoehorn it. Uh, whether it's true or not, a love story, which I, I was like, well, where are we going with this? So, his his acting was fine. He just there wasn't anything that was like really outstanding for me in regards to this character compared to um, some of the other characters. I, I yeah, I kind of agree with you. He's 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 okay, but I think I don't know if it's the writing too, especially. I don't know if you agree or not, but there there is some fucking cringy dialogue <laughs> in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like I was like, ooh, you know. Now, and was this supposed to be set in, and was it 2014, 2015, or was this actually set in modern day? I feel like they. I think it was modern, a modern day, day because they were playing okay. Gran Turismo, the newest one. So I yeah, was, they were playing seven, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming okay. it's. They're just retelling the story as though it happened. It doesn't really matter, truthfully, time period was. I suppose not. Yeah. But yeah, there are some. Anytime that video game dialogue was shoe inned or any explanation of the game was shoe inned I felt like that was the dialogue that felt more forced i don't know if you guys agree or not but i i kind of disagree i his acting first and foremost for someone i'd never really seen i think was pretty good yeah some of the lines were super cheesy and corny but his delivery of them i think helped and the fact that he showed emotion on his face and was able to still carry the scene despite the script i think give to give him credit i think he did good but yeah, his his relationship with his father, though not that strong, I th- I think it was probably like the strongest aspect of his journey, as aside from learning to be like a good driver. Because from the the get go, we focus on that on how his father was a failed pro athlete and how you know he just wanted to you know prove to his dad that he was good at something and wanted his dad to be proud of him. And I felt yeah, like Martha, sorry, just to just attack on to that. That is true. That's what they wanted you to fall through with. But once he starts racing, we never hear anything about that until he suddenly like, you know, says this is from my we, dad, like his little sticker. You know, there's like right. nothing really there. We get a lot of we don't get a lot. There's yeah. almost non-existent to tell you. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. They probably could have shown some more clips of Jan Jan's dad you know, watching him on TV and then turning it off or, you know, showing not being interested, like reading an article and, you know, just tossing it to the side. But I, for me, at least, I don't, I don't think that was really necessary. Uh, if anything, that probably would have cheesed it out a little bit more for me. But yeah, I, I can see for, for some people, it probably might not have worked, but it, it worked for me. It still kept the the main focus on, on Jan, who's like the, the, I mean, he's the main character. So he's, the one I cared about the most and, and, and his journey in the story. And I felt that that alone was told pretty well. Some of the supporting characters probably could have been a little stronger, but it wasn't too, it wasn't too much of a downer for me. Okay. That worked for you. And, um, the bill just couldn't get over this 
you know, Jan sound like a mouthful of marbles the whole time. So, uh, Mikey, <laughs> let's get to um, David Harbour's character, Jack Salter. What'd you think of him? Uh, I think he has good screen presence on this one here. Um, I like him in general and everything he's done, even like some of his not so good movies. I still like him and stuff. <laughs> Hellboy? Uh, you, you think about <laughs> Hellboy? I just remember just, <laughs> just eating pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I like him as a as a you know as an actor. I, I just think he has good screen presence. He you know he does act well. Uh, he has a lot of like emotional things. He goes with Jan. He kind of relates to him mm-hmm. on uh, you know a lot of things that happen in his career. You know, they kind of shadow what he did in his past. So it kind of helps him kind of connect. And then you know there's some other stuff that goes along with him too. And, and Jan and, and he almost plays like the you know, secondary dad role for like his racing dad almost, you know, right? So it it kind of plays in those kind of little tones. And I almost feel like because Jack is that kind of character, that's why some of the stuff they were talking about previously about Jan and his dad, they didn't really want to bring it forward because it would kind of take away from Jack and Jan's replacement dad. Yeah. I'm I'm your daddy now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, it's good stuff. I liked it. I was going to say, do you, do you, um, I personally thought, or David Harbour was like the best thing in this movie. To tell you the truth, like every scene he's in, yeah, for is sure, complete scene stealer. So yeah. he's like, he, it, it's like David Harbour's character. Like, I don't know if he's being typecast in it, but he's kind of like the asshole guy all the time. That, but with a heart of gold, like deep down inside. Right? <laughs> well, he's also getting treated like shit, though, right? I mean, like the other race team he's working for now, like really doesn't care about him. He's basically a mechanic. Yeah, even but though he, he comes at these doing. kids like pretty rough, though. He's like, none of y'all are going to survive my thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's just I'm like, all right, buddy. Well, I'm, not even talking about that. I'm talking about like the, the team he worked for before the Gran Turismo Academy. Like they're, yeah. Te- they're, yeah, they're like dicks. crap. They're, right? Yeah, they're so, assholes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he kind of has that kind of feel to him because he's been treated like shit for ever since he basically stopped racing. Stupid so he's kind of hard. <laughs> he's, trying, he's, trying to, he's trying to find himself, man. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Dollar, disc- dollar discount Victor Crumb from Harry Potter as a bad guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dude. Bill, I got to ask you, um, Orlando Bloom, first movie in a while, I feel, unless he's been doing some shit I don't know about, but uh, what did <laughs> you think about Danny Moore? He was fine. I don't I don't know if I, I bought Orlando Bloom as like this, you know, e- kind of egotistical, but earnest marketer who's just <laughs> yeah. kind of like... Is it because half his lines he's... are just him smiling? <laughs> it's just a lot of like the script is, it probably says Danny stares off into the distance yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know what or, I don't think Orlando Bloom Tilt is a bad head. actor or anything I just don't know where he was trying to do with this character because I was like I don't what? I feel like there could have been more given to maybe a smaller actor I'm assuming you know, you're also name. talking about like there's there's uh, like, okay like this is no spoiler like he, he comes up with the supposed idea of the GT Academy right yeah but then there is Slight spoiler, but there is a, 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 a during the fun finale of the GT Academy. It, it almost seems like was he supposed to take a turn or like, oh no, he just hit it for the money because he knows the guy's yeah, marketable. That's what I'm saying. Like, what was that but then about? After that, like, it seems like he's okay. I was like, oh, I guess I was a, like, greed overcame him for a second. I like, then he's okay. He's like, now you're my homeboy. 
Yeah, I don't know if there was like a more fleshed out character for him that they just kind of cut down, but there I, seems to be a mix in tone with him as you go through the movie. You don't I really know. Thought, I was like, about. if there's a director's cut, like it's all of his scenes that were cut, probably. I'm assuming. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. I had that vibe too. I was like, there's something about this. Like, he's it, like, it oh, just like, felt like he should have been more of an asshole, really. Than he yeah, was. it was either. Yeah, I agree, Marco. It's either like either go agree, all the way yeah. into that role, but he was in like some gray area kind of where it was like mm-hmm. I, I didn't hate him, but I didn't like him either. Like truthfully, it, like you guys, yeah. uh, like you said, Nibble, it could have been like a much like lower tier actor, like, and I would. It was like, that. Okay. Yeah. At some points in the movie, it felt like he was going to be the guy that just cared about the marketing of this thing and everything. And for a moment, they kind of leaned into it, and then they reeled it back in. And it's like, what is he? Is he you know? A greedy marketing guy, or does he actually care about you know Jan? So yeah, and then it's like the way he pronounced Nissan to me, the Nissan. I know that's probably Nissan. the right way to say it. I don't know if that. I don't know if that really killed me. Like, is that the right way to say it? It just it rubbed me the wrong I mean, way. He's a marketing like, director. He knows how to say it right. I just I keep remembering. Welcome to Nissan. I'm like, mm, that was on Team Nissan. I will wait. <laughs> James is clenching his fists. Sorry, guys. We had a huge, disastrous thing, so all the fire out of me is just slowly dissipating. So. Just, the flame is going out. I have a question now. I'm going to ask all the three of you guys. You can just jump in. I know Nabil, you brought up a little bit. Was Audrey necessary at all? She is uh, Jan's romantic interest in this thing, and she's like a childhood friend that you know he brings along, kind of? What do you guys think? No. No. Definitely not no. needed. There's so much, yeah. I, there's so much going on in this movie. Like, then the, they added a romance subplot to Bill, and I was like, I don't know. Like, why? Uh, you know, like, okay, well, he's I know texting why. her and try, <laughs> he's trying to bring her on, and, like, to to, yeah, he's to thirsty show. Too man. Yeah, he was a little thirsty with her, but it's like he was he was actually Instagram stalking her. I don't know what to I know it. Brought it well, even like uh, David Harbour's character, Jack called it out. He's like, "I see you. What you've been doing? Looking at her pages and like just He's call like, You're her." Sixteen like, weeks back right now, but you're not looking at any of the photos. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like what goes back to what Nabila Marco was saying earlier, they could have used the time they had with the girlfriend and use that for like some family. Like instead of sending the girlfriend uh, out, they could have seen like his dad or something like that. Bring right? the brother. The brother. Yeah, yeah, was brother. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done something with family with that that time. Like that they they could have added that to the race scenes. Just saying. A little longer she she was not necessary at all like she you you completely forget about her up until like they bring her up again and you're just like oh yeah the chick he was talking to at the fire do you think it's like they're just trying to humanize him a bit like he's he's a normal he is just you know after all just a kind of a teenager or young yeah man. i i agree that might be the case i feel like in a lot of films maybe you do need to find they're trying to find like every avenue for you to connect with them emotionally yeah. and so like look this is a normal guy but i felt they did a really good job with that throughout like just with the relationship with the family and then his interest in like gaming and then you know his little they even had his little side indian friend <laughs> that was like yeah. his hype man you know like all that there was yeah, that was, that was like all there already. You didn't need to lean on even more with like adding your love interest. Exactly. And the rivalry that really wasn't there. Like we had enough to feel an, enough connection with him. You could have just but, expanded on that. Like Mikey said, they should have done more with his family, like his brother or right. you know his mom dude, and dad. Like that could have been used to humanism. Dude. And he I was pretty it, cool. Yeah. I liked that scene that they were hanging out. I was like, okay, I see. They were, they seemed pretty close. He was kind I liked of a this, dick yeah. to him though when he was just like, when you get a real job or something. Like I mean, thing. you know, he's cocky, like, right? I was sure. like, hey man, and then Jan was like, I was like, what? 
What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? He's like, hey, he's right, he's he's you and then he kept calling David Harbour character Hopper the whole time. I'm like, does he know he's not a stranger? <laughs> he's like, Hopper, what do we own? He's like, first off, it's Jack. Remember, um, so what, ask him what, how he survived in Russia and shit. He's like, you lost it all away, you bastard. Um, <laughs> what were your guys' favorite scenes? Was. Just like. <laughs> I don't know what he said. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying either. But James, I yeah, James really put marbles in his mouth to do that. Yeah. The girl was like, I don't. You want me to go where again? Tokyo? <laughs> I mean, they were in Wales, I guess. So they, their accent's a bit rougher there. So what, what scenes stood out to you guys? Obviously, we all liked it. So what are your guys' favorite scenes? Just shoot them off. I love the driving, you know, where they're doing, they showed a couple of times where he's kind of, you can see him get focused and they kind of expand out the car and it's like his, his rig at home. And then they kind of mm, bring yeah. it back in. That so was pretty, kind of- yeah, that was a pretty good effect. They could have, instead of it like being a fast and furious thing where you're going deep into the I, exhaust and see the pistons going. I was going to say, that's like, what it reminded me of when they're like, whoa, yeah. follow the camera. And as it goes down into the fucking <laughs> this turbines was, This was shit, like a like, better whoa. version of it, I think. I, I you oh, know, not as not to mention, I liked it. No, not to mention, but it looks 10 times better, so. Yeah, yeah, it looks way better. What about you, I, I enjoyed those scenes. Uh, sounds kind of weird, but I, I like the, 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 like, there's a couple crashes here, but like the main crash crash, I feel like it's a it's like a pivoting point of the storyline as well. So I'm kind of trying to, trying to see why well. Starship Troopers did not affect you at all. Okay, I'm, he's like, where's the blood? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about like the crash without getting like the last one you see? Pretty much, Mikey, you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense because it's kind of a pivot point to for like his him emotionally, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. Uh, what about you, Marco? The Le Mans race where he ends up racing his style and starting, we start to see like his point of view, how he views the track. I kind of like that scene. That's my favorite. Oh, when he's like, I've raced this a thousand times. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's caught now. Like, What's he doing there again? What's he doing? Yeah, and it flashes back to him saying, you know, I don't use the line because that's what everyone uses. And then he does his own thing. And what yeah. if he, had, what if he had done it that he just fucked up? Like, that's why you follow the line. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! He's like, oh shit! It only works in the game. He's like, oh shit! Never mind. That was wild. Like, I game know. over pops up on the screen. It's like, whoa! We'll what, say that it's a video game. Uh, from my from my understanding, he Nabil, correct me because I, I think you know about the cars a bit more. Like, that's like a that's a very high step up that car, the Le Mans that he's using compared to what he'd been driving. Oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think those are not ready in a week. Like I was surprised that they went to that because yeah. you you do there is a difference. Those Le Mans cars are basically like a little trimmed down F one cars, so they're they're quick and very responsive compared to you know the supercars that he's ri- driving in the other tracks. So it was a it was and then very they bring back his team. They're like, remember that. these guys? And I was like, didn't they fail though? <laughs> so yeah, right. Like, up the they pit were in the minor like, league though, right? They're your homies now, so check it out. Yeah, they they do. I will say they add that line, Mike. You're like, no, they've been doing um, yeah. I don't lower circuits. They said something. they were the lower circuits. Like, what the fuck yeah. does that mean? The lower <laughs> just to, what? Just in case you guys, these guys couldn't hack it. By the way, yeah, but we're gonna throw them in the 24 hour. You guys cool with that? I'm like, no. Let's get some yeah, real races. is not an easy race. Like that. That's an intense yeah. um, thing to get into. To, to cool, be though, fair though, they did though. show the the one guy from from Argentina. He cramped up, so it shows he couldn't. He wasn't 
ready. He was not good. He was terrible. Yeah. No. Out of all the racers, yeah, yeah. he was like, uh, "What am I doing?" <laughs> I actually agree with Mikey. I love the crash scenes. I will say they they're well done. That second one, especially, it's like a freak accident. It is it's insane, like how they pull it off. And truthfully, I know it's I know it's CG, right? There's no way they actually. I don't think it was. Did you see the real one? No, they they use the real guy, dude. The real one is the real one's pretty close to that, actually. If you watch, if you look at YouTube, really, you can watch it like side by side. It's pretty close to the real one. He practically flies. It's like, oh my god, dude. So pretty intense. I just couldn't predict the drift or the left off. Truthfully, any scene with Jack too is just really good. I liked how he's yeah. he sets the tone early on too about like, oh, we don't. There was we don't a lot of pain until it's time, and then you know, there was a lot of good emotion with Jack. Like even the scene with the crash, like there was it. I think him, David Harbor being there really helped add to it instead of it being something could have been played off a little corny. Like and yeah, I felt for it. You know, like I was like, okay, yeah, this is serious. I I uh, I can I can connect with this. And he rolls up in a beautiful fucking. I think it's a Porsche he's just driving. I'm like, where did this yeah. car come from? G uh, G R S or something like that. Yeah, I was just like, is that just his car? Is his, his his daily driver? Goddamn, dude! Like, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, let's rate this one, guys. What do you, would you uh, rate Gran Turismo? Who would you recommend it to? Start with you, Nabil. I gave this three and a half stars, and I think that it's it's good for uh, racing fans, but it's also good if you kind of just like that, uh, you know, rags to riches kind of thing where he's he's struggling and he's getting to underdog the story. best thing. Underdog, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. it's a, a fine underdog story. That's great. Uh, what about you, Marco? I give it four stars, and I think if you're a fan of video games and also a fan of racing, then I think that this movie's for you. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Mikey? Uh, I give it three and a half. I agree. I mean, with the other guys here, if you like Gran Turismo, you play video games, this is going to be really relatable. Uh, racing fans should like it as well. So, yeah. Awesome. I also gave it four stars, uh, Marco, as well. I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was mm. a worthwhile watch. Very surprising. That's why I was like, Mikey and I saw a very early screening of this nearly a month <laughs> yeah. ago, and it's one of those movies that has really stuck with me. It's, it's really they, fun. they actually got racing shoes out of it james couldn't stop showing me so i mean it's wild these pumas he's been wearing <laughs> yeah i'm like look at me he's trying to he's been doing fucking suit. donuts like, over the weekend dude it's we're not talking wild. about the car either we're talking about the food <laughs> just to let you guys know but yeah if you're a fan of gran turismo i think there's enough here to like it i um and like nabil said too any racing fan i think this is definitely a, a worthwhile watch Let's jump into the spoilers section. So, if you don't want to know about some things about the ending, for instance, there's there's not really there's really not much to spoil for this. I mean, uh, I would say still go out, take a look at it. Um, this is uh, all four of us still recommend it. It's a worthwhile watch. So, let's jump into the spoilers section. How much signal I need to cut across eight lane? None. I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. Thoughts on the ending, guys. Did you like how it played out? I know they Hollywooded Hollywooded it up, I guess. <laughs> and I know they took some liberties here, but because technically it wasn't even the full. Uh, it's not the full race, Le Mans, right? It's like a, it's like a division of the Le Mans race. They actually won in real life. They show you at the end. It's like a juniors championship or some shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they did not mention them once in the movie. Anyways, <laughs> what'd you think about that? What did you think about? Um, Maybe like Jan's crash, even leading into that. I mean, that's what we were, Mikey and I were mentioning that it is a pretty intense crash and it, it does, you know, there's a fatality with it. Let's start with you, Nabil. I think, I think it was enough Hollywood 
you know, isms inside there where they kind of glammed it up that I was fine with it. It didn't take too much away from it. The ending was, there was enough suspense. I l- actually liked the fact that, like, with the montage that they had of him trying to qualify, that um, they showed him failing instead of it just being like, oh, you qualified, let's get yeah. on to the big quiz. Yeah, like, they, too. they yeah. did that. And then where they went to the end where he had to really prove himself before it. Like, I liked the stakes that they put into it. It felt meaningful. And I feel like the ending was... Well, even though, like you said, James, like they had the two runner-ups inside there playing, yeah. like we got to spend more time with. Was it real, Jen by the way? The Ooh, did you look that up? Was it really like not, the runner-ups not, that, that were with it? I, I, because they they said it was a full team that came from the academy, right? So I think they were saying they want the the purpose was they wanted all the sim racers in there to prove that the sim racing could be a thing because there was like yeah. a lot of hate for it. Um, but I like that we spent more time with Jan throughout that too. We saw him racing. Like I really didn't care about the other two. That was just more of a plot for me. So I was like, <laughs> okay. See, was, and Mike, Mikey wanted more, and was like, "Go back to the other kid. I need to see these has been Jesus. I don't need to see second place racing. I, I, I need the meat, not the potatoes. Yeah, I ain't here for the feelings. Give me the other guys. What about you, Marco? Thoughts on your, that ending overall? What did you like it? Did you did you did you like seeing that? You know, the be- some a little behind the scenes, but overall, did you like that they actually win the race? Oh, I loved when Al Pacino and Robert De Niro were lining up their guns and. Sh- oh wait, sorry, wrong movie. It's just that they were playing the, th- the song from Heat during the winning moment. I was like, what "Fucking movie am I in? Hold on." No, um, I I like that. I like the what the bill was saying that the stakes were there because. John had failed. I like the fact that it wasn't even first place that they were going for. Yeah. They were going for third. They just wanted to make the podium. They just wanted to make it, yeah. 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 And that'll and it just comes to show just how hard it is to get that in these competitive racings. And I, I didn't even catch the fact that it was like a lower division of Le Mans until you know yeah. I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck? For real? So I mean, even that it just shows like, dude, these are not this is not fucking easy man ain't like driving on the highway and i think that that is can't be stressed enough in in the movie and i and it it really showed in 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 what we got so definitely mikey looking into this like i don't i don't know if there's gonna be a sequel i don't think this movie has done particularly well with um box office and truthfully i'm not sure how much they actually it's I think this week they, it just overpassed uh, Barbie finally, so it it made number one. Yeah, but how much dollars, is that though? Yeah, this is also four dollars. I don't think Sunday there should movies. be a sequel, man. It's <laughs> a nice standalone movie. Yeah, I don't know if there should be a sequel. I agreed. Well, yeah, it's I based mean, on a video game, so they've made seven of them. I, I think they might make another one. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing another one if it followed a different person. Like I, I think really? Jan's story, it's already like enough, right? I've seen what he's gonna do. I don't know what they could do to kind of enhance Jan and Jack's story, right? Uh, so I feel like if they do another one, they're gonna have to follow somebody else or make it a little differently, which I don't like think they will do. So yeah. um, you know, I don't think there's gonna be a sequel to this. But if they did do one, I kind of would want to see you know, a different story with a different character. I don't think they can do too much more with this person. And that's mainly because I was looking for stuff here too, is like they actually take Jan's whole career and make it one season. Um, So they changed a lot of like the events and like the order of things happening. Yeah, of course. So, you know, it's, you know, I don't think they could really do more with that character anyways. So even if they wanted to. It's kind of fucked up if you actually look into it and like after that, I'm like, he didn't do too well after this. So I don't know if you guys looked it up or not. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, he had a hey, he lived his dream though. 
got to race. Yeah. So he had a good run. He was. I mean, it was. Hard. It's hard enough to qualify for those races. Yeah. So he he yeah, stayed yeah. in. You know, the main races at least. The well, Gran Turismo was made for about sixty million. Double that for the budget. It only made seventeen point three. Yeah, they're they're not going to make a sequel to this. So yeah, worldwide right now it's at fifty four thousand million right now. I, so yeah, they need to triple that probably. To I think that's okay. Better. I think just it being standalone is fine. Yeah, maybe yeah. by word of mouth, more people will see it too, especially when it goes to whatever service. But um, I mean, they could definitely do something else. Maybe they would go for more of a focused one. Like off somebody that's not based on it, but it's a prequel I mean, hey. for for Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other uh, spoilers you guys want to go over? Anything else? I don't know if anybody knows it, but you know, Ginger Spice was in the film. I, just, was, was she? I was like, she was mom. Spice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah Jerry. Yeah, she's Jerry actually Adwell's. married to um someone in F one who does F one. Oh, really? I had no idea. She's done some acting here and there, but I was just surprised. Like, look, that's she's lost some weight, hasn't she? I mean, you know, they all still looking good. I don't know if you've I seen didn't them even all. Realize that they look pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. That's crazy. I thought just I just thought the dad was like famous. Obviously, it's fucking guy that says Star Lord. What? All right, guys. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, we went through some crazy times there, going over Nabil's scary movie. He um, put some quotations up in the air. I didn't do any quotes. What are you talking about? I, I was scratching my fingers as I <laughs> did it. God, Jeez. I was ten years old. It was so, scary. Okay, it I was still traumatizes it. It me. Fun. I wanted to hang out with Casper Van Dyne. Shit. Still kind of do. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even know where we went with that. And then, yeah, great review of Gran Turismo. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us, we're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, visit linktree slash moviepalspod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moviepalspod. Thank you. Make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode or a race. Make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode, episode number 158 where we will be reviewing Marco's take on his scary film of Creepshow 2 and a review of The Nun 2. Ooh, double sequels. Look at that. Scary. A duo of duos? Yeah. Which one would point be this. better? Just yes. kidding. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nabil. That was great. So until next time, this is James. Marco. Nabil. And Mikey. Have a great one. <laughs>